Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. Hello, hello, welcome back to Wish You Wellness, and you are listening to episode 162, Exercise and Alignment with Tandy Gutierrez. While I was manifesting and living my dream life, I know that it includes mind, body, and soul health, which means ditching the toxic people, the toxic work environment, and the products that are wrecking havoc on you and your goals. One simple change I did years ago was to switch my cleaning and laundry skincare routine from some crap to something more powerful, potent, and pure. So if you are interested in learning more about that and how essential oils can help you ditch all the toxic crap, mind, body, and soul, and yes, it does help promote better feeling emotions and lessen that anxiety, join me and my team every Monday on Zoom at either 2 p.m. or 8 p.m. Easterns for our intro to essential oils class. A different teacher will be guiding you each week, and it's great for beginners or even a good refresh on the top 10 essential oils that you can use to revamp and cleanse your life. RSVP in the show notes in that link to save your spot. And make sure you say Lauren Talentani sent you. While spots are unlimited, make sure to book and reserve your spot today. Please enjoy episode 162, Exercise and Alignment with Tandy Gutierrez. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They are actually leading your way. And we have the beautiful Tandy Gutierrez here to talk about working out in alignment with the zodiac, moon cycles, and self-care. Tuning into who we really are as spiritual beings, part of this universe, and how to optimize our living and, and movement. Um, More about Tandy. She is the founder and creator of Unicorn Wellness. Y'all know I love unicorns here. An online studio that has been bringing Tandy's unique blend of wellness and fitness to her monthly paying subscribers throughout the US, Europe, Asia, and Australia since 2013. Unicorn Wellness is a lifestyle as well as a journey that continues to cultivate a deeply connected community of like-minded magic makers, unicorns, empowering not only themselves, but each other daily and influencing a constructive change in the world in the process. Ooh, we can go and deep dive at any of that. Welcome Tandy to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we don't swing small around here, do we? No, No, go big, go big, shine bright. I love it. Yeah, unicorns don't play small. We'll say that just, you know, they own. Not at all. (laughs) Right? Well, unicorns, I'd be a little tidbit as we get started is I didn't choose that name and I didn't choose, like, I was not somebody who was continually like, oh, unicorns, like that energy was really on par for me. It was totally gifted by spirit. It was totally gifted in a meditation and I was totally irritated by it. Like for real (laughs) unicorn, really y'all, but the more I've gotten to know unicorn energy and the unicorn guides, right. They represent healing hope and infinite potential and are capable of bestowing 
complete healing to those of the open heart, the pure of heart. So once I, you know, like I took the message for sure. I was like, oh, y'all, you're going to make me work for this in this lifetime. But the more I learn and get into their yummy energies, like how gorgeous, how beautiful, and also welcoming that playful side of us, that inner child, that unlimited capacity of imagination and what's possible. So beautiful, right? And so people will hear unicorn wellness. I imagine your listeners are like, oh yeah, right on. Because if yeah. you love unicorns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people either are like, huh? Or they're like, Mm-mm, nope. And so, you know, right away, like if it's a fit or not, right? Yeah. Like for people who have that adverse reaction to unicorns, I'm like, mm, your little soul needs some healing. It's just not time yet, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, you can definitely tell if you're in alignment with it just by the name. That's That was divinely given to you. I'm glad that you you listened and we're here today to talk all things unicorn wellness. Um Thank you for that. That was like a beautiful illustration of how the name came about. But how did you get into, you know, the the fitness and wellness industry? And I don't, did you start like more practically based and now more, more, you know, holistically? What what does that transition look like? I love listening to like the hero's journey and how everything is ever changing to like what you create and bring to the world today. Well, it's been 25 years now in fitness and in wellness. It definitely started in more of a fitness mm, basic arena um, and has evolved. And looking back with the lens, I go, oh, I see where that transition step was. Ooh, I see where that message was. It's been a long time in process. Um, I started off as a performer, um, as a dancer, a singer, and an actor. And when I graduated from college, I needed a job, right? Along with auditioning. (laughs) Imagine that. Um, And bartended and waited tables like all good performers do and loved the service industry. But there's a lot of wear and tear energetically and on the vessel. Um, I've always been a highly sensitive person and opportunities started to present themselves to teach the Pilates method. And at that time, I mean, it's 25 years ago. So it's like very few people really knew the work at that point. It was in a very elitist category. I know it can still be looked at as that, but not accessible. And I already knew the work. It was a part of our dance program. Um, I went to an all women's college and it was a very forward thinking program at that time in the dance department. And so Pilates is a rehab program. And our department head at the time knew that you know, it prevented injuries. And then if you were injured, it healed you faster and got you back to what you wanted to be doing faster. I hated it, um, which I think makes me an an excellent teacher. I, I know what is really challenging and frustrating about it. And often the things that we resist, right, have the most to teach us. And the work just, opportunities kept coming to me to teach the work. And I just went with it and then transitioned into teaching and training, strength and conditioning training, group fitness. I was a group fitness manager. I was a regional Pilates director, um, teacher training programs, like the whole thing. Like it was a career of 12 years in the fitness industry that really just took its own path. I did not choose it. It was with a lot of irony, but I loved teaching. I loved seeing how small things empowered people how people would light up when they could do something they couldn't do before, you know, and to hold space for the better 
we live in a culture that really degrades us, you know, culture of perfectionism. And we're constantly second guessing ourselves and feeling not enoughness. And this was this beautiful way to see tangible action of things that you think are not related. The vessel, your workout, your movement practice with how you feel about yourself, your confidence, your healing, your empowerment, your, your sovereignty. And so it just kept rolling. By the time we launched an online offering in 2013, when it was not cool, like super not cool, everybody thought I'd lost my mind. Um, this was a labor of love and kind of a whimsy between my husband, who is also my business partner, and I. He came from the tech industry, and we wanted to launch an online offering that was more accessible, a more accessible price point. Um, and really get into the, like how a body really transitions and changes. I loved everything about my career path in the industry. And yet it's marketing and sales and fear and sometimes formats. And you see a body and you go, I, I want that vessel. But that vessel was born that way or had some extra work or did another workout to look that way. And so it wasn't coming from that work, right? And so I wanted there to be truth in wellness of like, it is not about the aesthetics of the body. How do you feel? Does it hurt? Can you do the things you want to in the day? Does it cleanse you out energetically? Do you feel more focused and more grounded? You know, I wanted an offering to represent me in the world. And so we did an online offering and it's been a adventure for the last nine years for sure. Um, but unicorn wellness, like the magic of it came into it a little bit later. I've always been wooey. Always been witchy, and I've had a relationship with the tarot since I was 16. About the time I was 32, we'd moved into a haunted house, and the tarot was like pushing itself on me again to like, like cards flying out of the bookshelves. Like when we moved, and I was like, I haven't looked at these decks in years, right? And it was just a clear call to get back to the work. And then, of course, as I delve into it deeper than my clients started to offer and to work with them on the back end. And then the name was gifted and it was very clear from spirit that like this needed to be in the forefront and it couldn't sit in the background anymore. And it was a bit of a coming out of the witch's closet, which did not go totally smoothly, right? Like human and, and realness, but has been a reward and grown. And again, moving into true authenticity and true voice and taking those risks and the leaps, it just gets richer and deeper and more fun every, every year. Well, well, you are welcome and accepted here on Witchy Wellness Radio. If there wasn't more safe space for unicorn witchy stuff, it is here. <laughs> when I started my pocket, I mean, I started this four years ago and Nate, I got the the name witchy wellness come to me like from spirit i was on a walk and i i got i got it like years before i started the show and i thought oh this would be a new health coaching program because at the time i was strictly health coaching and sat on it and i was like oh this needs to be podcast need need to need my need to let my woo flag you know shine yes. here <laughs> yes yes oh my goodness yes yeah. And so we, you know, we made transitions with the business that current members were not particularly okay with. And, you know, had that awkward transition of like, oh, that's really not for everyone. And I'm not for everyone. And a real healing curve for me on that one. Right. But it was definitely a coming out of the woo-woo closet for sure. And, you know, I'm, I'm from the South. I'm from Oklahoma raised, you know, super religious. It just has all the baggage, 
connected to it. But the way I saw myself heal and take leaps and the way I saw clients heal and members take leaps, just so worth it, right? Like beyond a quickening that is just too good to hide. Yeah. And I I love hearing your story, but I ask, I always ask everybody when they come on, you know, how did you get into this? Because there is some sort of coming out of, of the spiritual or whatever closet and, it, and it's owning who you are, because when we can do that, that that's what can really help and spiral and ripple out to the world of owning who we are authentically are. Absolutely. It's not a one-off sort of scenario. I think for as many interviews and conversations that I've had over the years, you know, we want these little bite-sized tidbits to share of this one moment that transitioned. And I just feel like my life is full of moments that transitioned that continue to do so. Um, but as a, as a teen, I mean, the, the first real answer is that I was 16. I had a car, I had some freedom. There was a used bookstore that I stopped at and it had a, you know, self-help section, you know, at that point. And it was very, um, it just felt like a coming home. And I know that phrase gets overused too, but like Wayne Dyer and Louise L. Hey, she's, she is my hero. And I had a lot of stuff and a, a lot of trauma in my, my childhood. And that I was living through it at that time too. And these books started to give me a breath of air and I think a little bit of escape and I started meditating and started working with candle gazing and a deck of cards and, um, you know, lucid dreaming. And it was just all so vivid and so accessible. And I ended up, you know, between the ages of 16 and like 20, some finding a tarot reader that I went to that was so loving, so supportive, really filled a mother role for me. Um, and she absolutely was like, this is your lifetime calling. And I was like, mm-hmm. Right. And so like you go back to it and she was such this combination of like she used the angel tarot and it was just a softer variation that I realized, you know, was out there. And my grandmother for as religious, I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. She was super wooey. Like she journaled all of her dreams for like 20 years. Like she got up in the morning and wrote her dreams down. Right. And when I was in college, she would send me a letter a week. And she was like into her dreams. If there was something like a premonition, she would call me and be like, I think you just need to be, you know, like I had a dream that something was on fire. You might have a fever or something. Just take care of yourself, you know? And she had a deep relationship with her guardian angels and with the archangels. And so it was never presented in like the spirituality, woo woo, witchy sense. But looking back, I was like, she was so woo, you know, like, so like in it and connected. And so all these layered pieces, when things got really hard around my Saturn return, I didn't know it was my Saturn return. That was a huge pivotal moment for my witchiness, but really for my spirituality. Um, it's not a long enough podcast for that story, but it was really really challenging. My firstborn had medical issues that then turned into legal issues. And it was a lot. And so when the world is falling apart, where do you go? 
you, right? You, you grab that candle, you set that intention, you start praying up a storm, you start meditating, like whatever. And it was a really epic period of our life that I know spirit guided us through and held us. And it was like, like moving through a tornado, like it was rough, but it also came out healed and beautiful and was like this deep karmic cleanse. Um, so there's not one moment. There's so many like year after year that I've always been super intuitive and like, I can feel if something's right for me or not and have always leaned into that. Cause I didn't have reliable adults that who raised me. And that has just served me over the years that I just trust that because it's always panned out. Yeah. And I know it's so hard to pinpoint when I ask you this big question of how did you get here today? You know, there, and it's a continuum. There's never like, I'm here and healing's all done. And, you know, I realized and actualized everything. No, I think if we were at that point, we wouldn't be here. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing those tidbits because it's a beautiful illustration of throughout the years, but, but just it unfolding as, as time goes on. And I, I mean, I started my podcast in the midst or the end of my Saturn return. And I will, you know, that that's what inspired this and, you know, realizing like the, the tagline, your body or your emotions or life are not in the way they're leading the way those that yeah. hard quote unquote hard or contrasty is like, what I like to say, because I don't want to say bad when we talk about emotions yeah. is here for us to, you know, like you said, karmic cleansing, you get to look at that, those deep shadowy parts of yourself. How do I show up? How do I react during these times? Where do I go? Like you yeah. said, so beautifully said. Well, it is. It's like when, I don't know if I can curse or not. So I'll be, Oh, please do. <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm from Oklahoma. It's like when the shit hits the fan, like what do you really got left, you know, and what's going to lead you and guide you. And I knew that religion as it stands was not going to serve me in this lifetime, but I had an interesting honor looking back of two particular people, three in my life that were very spiritual within that space and soft and showed me what it could be you know, and honoring that as a path, but also going, that's not mine. That doesn't speak to me. That's not how spirit speaks to me. And that's not how it's going to guide me. And I do think that the podcasts are so important. These conversations are so important because healing is still so misunderstood. We think it's going to make things easy. We think it's then just done. It's a one and done. It is not right. Your healing continues. We just have better tools. We have better bandwidth better focus, better patience, right? And more capacity of mindfulness and awareness of how to navigate it. But life still keeps coming, like you said, otherwise we wouldn't be in a 3D incarnation. And personally, I'm a little exhausted with the sound bites because it misleads us. Like the longer conversations are what we need to hear of, this was the initial entry point, right? here was the extra learning. Here's how spirit was silent. And I had to go court it because I needed to remember to ask for help and the tools that I have when things are rough. And I just, yeah, the, the healing aspect, again, we market everything in our culture, which is, 
can be wonderful because then we have options, but healing is such a journey. And that term is overused too, but it's many points on the path to take us into different places and spaces. And they're all useful if we lean into that, but they're not easy. Mm -mm. I, I like to think of the quote, I think it's Haitian, but it's beyond every mountain is another mountain. Or oh, totally. <laughs> or like the, the summit of one mountain, there's the base of the next. It's just like it or new level, new devil. It's it's yeah. not it's not a constant struggle, the sense of like, oh my God, life's so this is horrible how life is. It's for me, it's like I have found my deepest sense of peace and presence during some of the more turbulent times. You yeah. the the more contrast, the more you can learn. It's like this catapult. Mm-hmm. if you let it be that yeah. for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in my magical mentoring, so I have mentees both in a group format and a one-on-one format. And it's when they first enter, it does feel like, oh, I'm going to be so done with this in four months. You know what I mean? Because we're human and we're like, wouldn't that be awesome? And then they, then life happens again, right? And they're like, oh, these things are still going on. And it's like, they will, there will be another mountain. They will continue to go on. And speaking of mountains, health and wellness, especially working out, I tend to use the word movement because of the connotations of working out. I used to be a gym rat back in the day. Not anymore. (laughs) I do to move my body, but, um, how can we incorporate this? Cause I love the topic of movement working out with the moon cycles, but I would love to hear more about that, but also the Zodiac. I have not like, it makes total sense, but please enlighten us, jump in wherever you feel called. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with one thing that I feel that your tagline is very similar to what started our business in 2013 was to learn how to work with the body rather than against it. Right. So we're taught in our culture, it's a patriarchal, toxic masculinity culture to beat our vessel into submission. And I grew up in the fitness industry. It has its benefits, but fitness is the manipulation of the vessel. And as a female with cultural paradigms and and structures of misogyny, it's like our vessels aren't meant to be beaten into the same vessel type. Right. And and when you beat up a body, you actually don't get the results that you're seeking for your wellness or just for your fitness. Right. You want things to look aesthetically different. Great. Fine. That's, you know, a choice. But it's really about that connection. Right. Between self and vessel embodiment. We're very disconnected. We're very disembodied as a culture. And so my teaching method has always been to slow down, pull people off of things. And I was strength and conditioning. Also, I think any fitness format can be really useful and beautiful. And if it brings you joy and you're interested in it, like, hell yeah. But not at the expense of the body, not at the expense of your sanity or of your worthiness or of your empowerment, right? Like the things that we invest our time in, and if we call it wellness, it needs to have you feeling more centered more grounded, calmer, and more empowered. I have choice. I choose to do this. I don't choose to do that. And I feel good about my choice. So nothing else matters, right? So through my career, right, I started off as a Pilates instructor and a strength and conditioning coach. 
I have all the fitness science background chucked. And when you hire a personal trainer, you're really hiring them to macro microcycle you. Because when we go into a gym on our own, typically we're going to go move our body. And then we might pull some things online and we go, oh, I need arms. Oh, I need back. Oh, I need this. But it's kind of like a kitchen sink of working out, right? You didn't really have the recipe and you're not sure if you're making a cake or you're making cupcakes, right? And so when you hire a trainer, they're looking at your workouts, your movement in a four-week pattern cycle. One week is minimal movement, constructive rest. It doesn't mean don't do anything. It means you're going to synthesize things and be really calm with the vessel and let it integrate. Then you're going to have two weeks of like moderate movement and effort. You might up it that third week. And on the fourth week, you're going to push yourself and ask more of your vessel than you did in all the other three weeks. Right. And then it starts all over again. That's what really brings results from a fitness perspective in the body. And so the more I leaned into astrology, the zodiac, the lunar cycles, and the witchy woo woo side of me, I really had a moment of enlightenment. All of this has been gifted by spirit. It's not like I concocted it. And I was like, I had this moment of like, oh, what? Like the lunar cycle overlays a four week training cycle. Holy goddess. Like, why has nobody been doing this? Right. And so that's the, that's the one piece that I started with is overlaying that at the full moon, you know, the energetics of a full moon say launch, complete, finish up, strive, do go, 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 go. Like it, it aims to juice us with energy to get things done. And so that would be week four of your training cycle, the most of the effort, right? Then you drop into two weeks, right? Between the full moon and the new moon of like moderate effort, regular life, just go log your time, go do your thing. And then you come into the new moon, which aligns with constructive rest, rest, restoration, self-care, meditation, contemplation. I was going to drop an F-bomb, like shut the F up. Let things integrate, think, evaluate the things that you're doing. Are they really still what you want to do? Set the intention, make a plan. Like, don't go hang out with a bunch of people. Just calm down, right? And then do it again. And so overlaying just these two things, create a cycle in the vessel where you're now attuned to the energies of play, particularly for those of us who identify as female right? Because that infradian rhythm of our cycles and our personal moon cycle will speak to this as well. And it has allowed our members to cultivate a wellness practice and a movement practice in consistency like nothing else has. Why? Because you're not working against the energetics, your personal rhythm, or the rhythm of the actual universe. You're in alignment with it. So there's an ebb and a flow to it. Then the deeper and more confident I got with the astrology, we it only made sense to layer in the zodiac, right? Because the zodiac each governs, uh, you know, an area of the body. The planets govern area of the body, and different zodiac seasons ask different things of us. So, like Aries season is spring. It's the athlete of the chart. They are go getter. They are fire starter. Like go go go. So the movement patterns are going to be a little more aggressive in a constructive way. They're never like crazy, sweaty, angry on the mat with me, but they do strive a bit more, right? And Aries governs the head and the neck. So you're going to see a lot of work 
perhaps into headstands and inversions because it's the season and the time for it, right? And then you can get into, say, Virgo season, where we see a more like strict classical Pilates work, structure, regimen, you know, the rails and in alignment and like just checking off the list that there's a season for everything. And so if we know that as, as witchy woo-woos, right, and spiritual beings, why are we not incorporating our movement as well? So it just, I mean, I love it so much. It changed my whole life. I watched it change members' lives and just bring this more acceptance and grace to the cycles of being in a 3D physical vessel. Amen. That's all I have to say. (laughs) I completely agree. And I do have a question from personal note because I identify as a woman. I have a menstrual cycle and, but my cycle is actually the opposite. Yep. What do, what do we do in that case? Cause okay. I, my, I bleed on the full moon instead of bleed on a new moon. So there are options and choices. Yes. So as a teacher, as a mentor, I tend to teach in duality. Yes. And right. If your brain is like, I can't handle one more thing, then you come in and you just press play. So if you, so I was, a full moon bleeder for forever. But the truth is, is in our lifetime, we will cycle whether we're full moon or new moon because of the cycles, right? It'll, it'll inch along. And then all of a sudden you'll be on the opposite spectrum. So you can come to the site and just press play, right? That's how it's designed. And if you bleed on the full moon, then you can, you know, take your three or four days off, right? And then just hop back into the flow of things. Don't make it complicated. That's my biggest thing. Better is better. Half-assed is better than no-ass. Honor the vessel. And for our members, when they come in and they just press play, if they are consistent with the work over time, their cycle will shift and attune to what we've programmed to towards the new moon. So that's number one. That's a long game. Second option is if you're like, nah, sister, I know my cycle. That is not going to work for me. I'm well-educated in the infradian rhythm, and I want something more specialized. The full moon and the new moon workouts, the movement cycles, are labeled in the library as full moon and new moon. (laughs) So you just swap them. When you have your cycle and you bleed, you're going to do the new moon constructive rest stretches. And when it's in the opposition of it, you'll do the full moon. So you can tailor it with just a tiny bit of effort because they're labeled to do that. Done. I mean, awesome. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. For, for me, I kind of go back and forth of like just checking out my body since I, I do flip back and forth, like you said, because like my cycle is not a perfect 28 days. It's like yeah. 26 ish. And, but for the overall, I'm usually a full moon, full moon, full mooner. That's, that's I was I'm a full moon it. bleeder for forever. Yeah. Can, can I add to that? The yeah. full moon bleed? The full moon bleed energetically often denotes there's not enough self-care in the rest of the cycle, mm. but there is a focus on give and doing and work. So that's not always deficit. Sometimes we're in a hustle stage of our life, right? Where there's just going to be more give, more work more doing, but it really does herald 
needing a little bit more time out, more self-care, whatever that means to you individually of centering, focusing, replenishing and refilling. So again, I never demonize anything. Our cycles are what they are. There's an ebb and a flow. There's all kinds of things that influence it. But for wellness and for embodiment and connection and increasing your magic, your frequency, you can come to the site and press play. That worked. Or you can swap those two out. And that works. Awesome. I love it. We'll have to tune into that. What 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 I've known, and I've talked about a little bit on the show, is um, full moon bleeders are, are more medicine woman type. Like you said, like the givers that are, you know, healing themselves healing others and the new moon bleeders are more that motherly kind of energy as well so I, I love learning about all this stuff but I'm and just so like many tune philosophies in. Yeah. Too, to it right like if you lean into Hecate maiden mother and crone we're going to cover yep. these in our lifetime right and I have a friend who's an astrologer who's really lovely that you know really perceives there to be one between mother and crone also. So the ebb and flow of like how we're in service and how we show up. And to me in the tarot, that always signals like the empress and the high priestess, mm-hmm. you know, like between these two of like the hostess with the mostest versus like, I don't give a fuck. This is the answer. And I'm going to do things my own way. Right. Yeah. So the cool part is, is that, it is a cycle and we'll experience both ends of it in our life and multiple times. I love that. I love it so much. I wanted to chat about, for me, I found a lot of spiritual move, spiritual moments through movement and working out that I didn't realize that were, that were possible, you know, bring me to that present moment of clarity what what can you say about that? Like, is, is there a, I don't want to say a science to it, but what's like happening from a physical level, but like a spiritual side of that? Well, I mean, we all, I think at this point, know the book, the body keeps the score, right? Somatic healing, you know, cellular memories is real. Like it is scientific fact at this point that we stash all of our memories and we can even go back further into this like cycle aspect that as those who identify as female with the universe, like we have all of our eggs with us from the moment we're born. So we've been with our mothers, whoever they may be, their entire lives. So we're, you know, pulling things in at these cellular unconscious subconscious levels and it stashes in the vessel, it lives there. And so, you know, I was a dancer and movement is the calling of my soul, right? And so I have always found these very powerful grounding, aha, breakthrough moments in the movement. It's why I teach what I teach. It is why the mat work is the foundation of unicorn wellness. It's not the only thing, but it is the linchpin and the magic that allows everything else to quicken and really work, right? So the vessel, you know, we're a spiritual being having a physical experience, And although we know we're so much more than this physical vessel, the soul doesn't totally know that, right? Because this is heaven on earth. This is the home of our soul. And so if we're not tending to the vessel, we're really not tending to our magic. And I talk through how self-care, like what is the self? Well, the essence of our unique self and authentic self is our soul. 
So it's really soul care we're looking for, right? In a physical incarnation, the body's built to move. We don't all need to be fitness gurus. Like, no, I don't know. But we are built to move. And so you layer these like somatics, the cellular memory. By moving our vessels in mindful ways, it is a sift, a purge, and a filtering out of the energetics. So we take that leveling up, right, of things. It's a moment of like, I just look at it as like a little clean sweep. Like the little, you know, like we're just sweeping the front porch today. Like, but you got to sweep it every day because life keeps coming. Shit keeps happening. Feelings are real, but they're not always facts. And so when we get into embodiment and in the vessel, we take that time for the clean sweep. We start to understand what is our baseline? What do we really feel as a soul compass? And what are we feeling Ooh, that might be leading us, you know, galloping into a hot mess right now. And so I really personally cannot think clearly until I've been on the map, right? And I have a Pisces moon. I'm an intuitive. I'm a psychic. I'm an empath. I'm a mom. Like I am processing people's feels all day. And so as empaths too, we, you know, get pigeonholed as like, oh, we take on people's things and then we're victims and then we're just a hot mess. We are, but that's because no one's taught us how to tend to the vessel and how to like sponge out, wring out the energetics. So for me, those moments on the mat are all about the clean sweep and the sponging out of the energetics. It is so much less about the physical vessel to me than about the energetics, about our personal healing, about our capacity of self-evolution. It is these divine moments of clarity of having this connection and a moment to honor that we're a soul and a physical vessel and learning to work with it in combination, not against it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll hear the words runner's high, you know, post-yoga bliss kind of thing. And yeah, I've experienced it all. And recently I've been, I'm a huge meditation lady past year. I've been into breath work. Like I have transitioned into breath work, which is more embodiment, more physical. Yeah. Cause we can, for me, I would use the meditation to, you know, not be here in my body. Got to hold myself accountable, you know? So I've been doing a lot of breath work and haven't been going to as much yoga in person as I used to, because, you know, COVID everything the past few years. Since I've been doing breath work and I go to yoga class, like there has not been one yoga class where I haven't ugly cried this past year right. in a good way because of the yeah, release. And the release. It's either release of quote unquote negative emotions or I'll just be so fucking grateful and I'll just be like, oh my God, I love everything. You know, just and, and my partner, he teaches yoga and I take his class a lot. And he just looks so like, it'll be a song. A song will come on. He looks at me and I'm just like, "Ah!" but it's the physical it's, it's like you said, sweeping, or even I'm going to say mopping or like deep. Sometimes it's a deep cleaning. You're not expecting it. And I just, I'm like, all right, go with it, girl. Right. And this is to me, the hallmark of healing. We as humans tend to be afraid of our feels. We really don't like the uncomfortable feels, the ugly feels, the ugly cry, you know, unless you got that water moon, like I do. And then it's tears all over the place, but it's still uncomfortable, right? Where you're like, Oh, you, we shame ourselves for it. Whereas a mentor and a coach, I'm like, yes. When we get to the point of release and cry, 
you have initiated and engaged healing. And I would, you know, kind of wager you're on the end of it then because you're in the cleanse purge now. Like, let's push it out. Like we honored it. I get all the feels. And in pandemic, like we're in a heightened status as a, a globe, right? There's a lot to process. And so if we can move out of the shame, just let it go. But the vessel is engages that right? Like, again, you have to feel it to heal it. We're a physical body. We will feel things physically, typically first, but if you're in this disconnect or like, I just don't want to go there. There's a lot of shadows. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of toxicity. I am afraid that if I start this process, I will never get off the floor. Sister, I have been there and I I go there consistently, right? But the fascinating thing is the more you lean into the self-care, the vessel work, this connection between the energetics and the ringing out, it's another tool. It allows you to move through it with more grace, maybe more efficiently, more quickly. And it's just part of the cycle. Then it's not in fear anymore. Like this is the exciting piece about movement patterns to me, right? Because we invest in somatics, we invest in, you know, Feldenkrais, we invest in Rolfing and like all these things. But really, right, like any spiritual path, we have everything we need. We might just need a guide. That's all. And so on the mat, that language of movement, it's, it really, I mean, it can be your fitness on unicorn wellness. It can. It does serve that for so many people, but it really is your wellness. It's the understanding of the cohesive mind, body, soul, energetics, and emotions that are all connected. And so I always think about the mat work. I mean, I call them a workout because they are. And some people, when you say movement, they go, well, is it really a workout? Is it something extra? Like, what is it? Like, okay, humans, it's a movement pattern for 30 minutes. The really micro doses are magic, right? You get these, these clean sweeps, then you add strength, you know, bare hands, bare feet on the earth. Even if it's on carpet or your hardwood, you're still on the earth. That roots intentions in this 3D plane. It's powerful. I want to say mic drop on that one, lady. That was just, I look at the time and I was like, oh, this show is just like, boom, boom. Well, with that being said, and it's okay if there's nothing else, was there anything else you wanted to like wrap up or say before we start to close our show for today? I just love this work so much. You know, it has healed me. I come from a place of like, a lot of toxicity and trauma, like every kind, right, on the list, um, with physical disorder and disease also. And this work is the work that healed me and continues to do so. And I just, I think when it comes to movement patterns and wellness, we're exhausted by it. It feels like another to do. It still breeds shame and self judgment. And it's not wellness if it breeds shame and self judgment, right? So we can be exhausted by how many things we've tried, but the benefit of that is knowing how many things don't work. Yeah. I know that didn't work. I know that didn't work. So what does is still out there somewhere. Right. And so to not quit trying, you know, to find that place that allows you to feel sovereign, empowered, in progress, and in grace with the full spectrum of your humanness. I didn't think we could have another mic drop moment, but we just did. So <laughs> we're on a roll today. Thank you. I have to say, you explaining that, I'm like, oh, that's the same thing how I feel about dating. It was like, you know, what yeah. didn't work? Totally. You can learn just as much of what didn't work 
personally in a relationship and keep moving on. Same thing with wellness and working out and healing and anything in life. It's true. We may be exhausted by things, right? We will be. Yep. I've definitely been, but that's a moment of pause, rest, replenish, do a little more research. You know, it's rest, don't stop. And so Mm -hmm. I hope that unicorn wellness resonates with those who are looking for something a little more deeper in their spiritual practice and something earnestly more real in their fitness and their wellness. Mm-mm-mm. Well, thank you, Tandy, for coming on and diving very deep into the woo waters with us here. <laughs> um, thank you so much, seriously, for showing up for yourself and all your lovely clients and, and us today. And how may we, the listeners, as a big act of gratitude, be of service for you in return today? Oh my goodness. Well, my favorite thing is if you all want to DM me on Instagram, it's at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. And just let me know that you listened or if there was something that was really interesting or that had a light bulb, or you're like, that sounded like baloney. (laughs) And I call BS. Can we have a little talk about this? Like, I really don't get that. Or I totally disagree. I love to hear from people and would love to hear and connect with your audience. Mm -mm -mm. All right, guys. Well, you've heard it. Connect with Unicorn Wellness Tandy online. And as always, if you guys like this show, make sure to hit subscribe. If you haven't already read it, review because the reviews help spread the unicorn magic and the light further out to beautiful souls like Tandy. Their message can be heard. It's a powerful one. Um, And if you guys think of a loved one, you listen to this episode and you think, oh, my friend, my sister, my mom could listen. You never know how much a podcast or a book or whatever. If you have that hit, that inspiration from spirit, You never know how life-changing that could be. But thank you, Tandy, so much for coming on today. It was such a pleasure getting all witchy and woo-woo with you. It is such a delight. Thank you so much for having me. This was really delightful. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.